midfielder. Can he tee up someone in red? And it goes towards Lundgren! Hello and welcome to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and with me today is Logan Stump. Hello, Jordan Wiegand. How are you? Hello, Logan Stump. And with me also is Matt Hartgrove. Hello, Rich Gherkin. I'm sorry. That's not, that's not Rich. That's Jordan. That's not either of us. Yeah. Well, I was trying. I know the Union it. jersey has thrown you <laughs> off here. <laughs> Well, you guys got to see each other. I was naming our other roommate. That's so, true. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually thinking Matt was going to be like, hello, Logan Stump and Jordan Wigand, but he went a whole different uh, way with it. So he did. let's restart. I'm just kidding. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> um, Nolan Stump. No, dang it. We are talking some... Uh, we are talking some Premier League here as we're getting ready to go into the... What's it called? International break. Uh, here so we won't have a show next week i guess which will be a nice break um because logan and i are actually going to be inundated with with a couple other things but um with the world cup qualifying inundated you don't um, know what that word means. it's when you get like a shot and you die that's vaccinated <laughs> <laughs> inundated means overwhelmed uh it is <laughs> Overwhelm someone with things or people to be dealt with is the official, official. Ah, I was say I've never heard that word. I mean, really? maybe I've heard it. I've probably heard it said, but I feel I've like you've had to have heard it said. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've used it on this show. <laughs> I don't think it was on this show. Uh, yes, uh, super much. It was uh, <laughs> super much. Uh, okay. Let's go ahead and um, talk the Champions League real quick. We, we had some games that, you know, last time we covered up till Tuesday. Uh, so we had some Wednesday games. Benfica beat, beat Barcelona 3-0. They came out and said that Ronald Koeman is going to stay uh, manager. Um, okay. Nobody I, else. There's nobody else out there. I mean... <laughs> That, that's true, really. There, there, isn't, there isn't many people out there, but also it's like, what? I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, he isn't doing great. And I think we even talked about this, like, um, what, when they signed him, like, mm -hmm. that this was not going to be not going to go well. A great signing. Um, but yeah, I mean to lose to Benfica three nil is is not great for Barcelona. Um, 
I don't know. Is there any other way you can put it other than not great? I mean, it's pretty disastrous, I'd say. Yeah, messy. messy Messyless. It's not messy anymore. It's a disaster. It, it, it was messy. It's pretty it messy. was very messy. Yeah, yeah. they they lost. It was pretty messy in Barcelona. <laughs> uh, I mean, this was uh, three minutes in. Darwin mm. Nunez scoring, and then it stayed that way till the 69th minute when Rafa Silva scored, and then in the 79th minute, Darwin Nunez scored a penalty. But just disaster from Barcelona. Stats wise, 60% possession to Barcelona. Eight shots though. 12 shots to Benfica in their 40%. So they're just not able to really get anything going for them. Juventus beat Chelsea 1-0 uh, in a uh, Chiesa, uh, Federico Chiesa goal in the 46th minute. That was it. Not much to really say there. Manchester United came from behind uh, to beat Villarreal, who scored in the 53rd minute. And Alex Tellez in the 60th minute. And then, of course, Cristiano Ronaldo in the 90 plus five to save uh, to save him there. Salzburg beat Lille. And then Wolfsburg beat Sevilla. So where we stand in those groups, as we already went over the other groups last time, Bayern Munich lead their group, which is um, the one with Benfica and Barcelona. And Dynamo Kiev as Munich beat Dynamo Kiev 5-0. Atalanta is first in their group, which features Young Boys in second, and Manchester United in third, Villarreal in fourth. Salzburg is top of their group, Sevilla in second, Wolfsburg in third, Lille in fourth. And then Juventus lead their group, Chelsea in second, Zenit in third, and Malmo in fourth. All right, so let's go ahead to where uh, while Chelsea underwhelmed in the Champions League, they are uh, whelming in the Premier League as they are first in the league, 16 points by just uh, one point there. Manchester United faced off against Everton first here, and and Everton could not – I mean, Manchester United could not find a a 90-plus-5 goal here. Anthony Martial, uh, Martial scored in the 43rd minute. Andres Townsend scored in the 65th, and that was it. There was a goal goal scored by Yeri Mina, which was called offside, um, or else uh, through VAR. Or else Everton would have actually gained the points there. I know you guys are very opinionated on Manchester United, so I'll let Matt go first here. What are your thoughts on Manchester United? Uh, they're, they're the most impressive mess I've ever, I've ever watched, as in – they get results, but then they're not that good. It's what's it? It's it's like a baseball team that or a football team that's winning in first place, but their underlying stats are are awful. Mm, like, the Denver Broncos, like, yes, are they? I actually didn't know. <laughs> I don't know. They were three and zero before the Ravens played them yesterday, but they three very uh, games. But yeah, um, it's it, it's just bad. They again. I'm like looking at the lineup again here, and it's just. When I was watching the game, I, to be honest with you, didn't realize Cavani was playing. I didn't realize that Fred was playing. I didn't I actually forgot Pogba even came in as a sub. Um, and even when Ronaldo came on, he didn't he didn't do anything besides 
stand as close as he could to the goal. And, you know, he maybe he came back every once in a while in terms of defense, but it's just a disjointed system where Ole is not – it's hard to describe. It's like Ole isn't somebody that seems to be able to – you see teams like PSG and Man City and – um, you know, Real Madrid and formerly Barcelona, where it would be like a bunch of stars, they come together and then you get that star manager who knows how to handle star personalities and still me- mesh them into something. Ole is not able to do that. He doesn't seem to know how to mesh actual talents together into something. And when you watch them, again, it's just them hoping for Bruno to, to do something magical. And if he doesn't, which honestly, he was really poor this game. If if he doesn't do anything, then you don't even you don't even think they should win. And actually, watching that game, I, I fully believe Everton should have won it. You know, even though Everton didn't have the possession of the, of United, you watch the game and you don't even feel like United are dominating possession. And when you and when you have it as much as they did, compare they had seventy two percent possession. And I could tell you, watching it, it felt. 50-50, maybe even more toward Everton. And I don't know if that's because Everton were being more progressive with it or more dangerous with what they had. Mm-hmm. But when you watch the game, you just kind of go, why is this team good? Why are they getting points? And it just keeps happening. And it, it is. It's moments like Villarreal. It's, you know, a, a Karen shot off the goalkeeper and Ronaldo happens to be there. And, you know, when you do that enough, and Alex Tellez, his goal was – Honestly, it was an impressive goal. If you watch it, it was like left-footed from outside the box, just like knifes its way all the way through. And that's kind of what they're getting at at this point. They need magic to actually end up getting stuff. And I really can't – I just don't think – Olay, they have one of the toughest schedules post-international break. And we could be sitting here a month from now and – they could lose another three or four games and that's going to knock them out for good for the season. So this, this upcoming stretch, two, three week stretch after the international break, you're going to have to hope he's done something or maybe he figures something out because they just can't keep relying on Bruno doing something crazy or Ronaldo being there for a tap in from a goalkeeper that he just couldn't pick up the ball. You know, Ederson's not going to do that. Mindy's not going to do that. Allison's not going to do that. You know, he's getting tap-ins off goalkeepers who are not as good, not even near as good as the best goalkeepers in the Premier League. Um, and so they're they're going to need something more than that, or they're just going to find themselves battling, maybe battling Everton and Arsenal for like fifth place or fourth place or something. It's, it's weird. There's three teams that differentiate themselves from the rest at this point. Because um, I don't even think United, I could put them in a title fight unless something changes. Uh, a lot of hubbub, I guess, about um, <laughs> Ole Gunnar Soskar, uh, you know, kind of smiling and looking happy at the final whistle, <laughs> which I, I thought was just, is it just cluelessness, Logan, or was he just relieved that that goal did not count uh, for Yeri Mina there? I think it's, it's a little bit of both. I think there, there's some cluelessness to him. Uh, his just demeanor is always clueless. Uh, I think there's times where he like looks like where he's trying to find people to shake hands with, and he's like, I don't remember who manages this team. And he's kind of like looking over, going, huh. He's looking for uh, Carlo Ancelotti. <laughs> he's like, wait a minute, who's who's who coaching this team now? <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, if you look at their last, uh, what is it, six matches, um, they've lost three, they've won two, and they've drawn with Everton, and an Everton that's looked mighty weak uh, to start the season. 
as far or weaker um, as they've gotten uh, going. But I, I think that if you look at their games, I mean, they've dropped two at home. They lost out of the Carabao Cup at Old Trafford. They lost then uh, a couple days later to Aston Villa at Old Trafford. Villarreal, if you look back at those, that game, uh, they controlled the game uh, as far as creating chances and getting chances on goal um, about until the 60th minute when Tellez scores. So, you know, Villarreal looked better uh, on the road against Man United. And then Everton goes into Old Trafford and, you know, Ronaldo's not playing because, you know, maybe it's one of those things where he's getting older, he doesn't play, or maybe it's just the form that they're in, he's trying to shake it up a little bit. But I don't know if Ole Gunnar really... There's times where it just seems like he just doesn't have what it takes. And then like we've talked about before last week's show, um, we talked about this, the fact that it's one of those teams that doesn't have tactics. And, and Matt talked about this, where it seems like they go out there and if Bruno and Cristiano don't do anything, then they're not going to do anything. And it's come to, you know, it's come to that. If Cavani's not done anything special this year, um, Cristiano Ronaldo is really good. But if he's playing or can't play, um, it, it just depends on, on I think that that's what it's dependent upon how they're performed. Um, Bruno, again, he goes through these spells where he doesn't play as well. So then they're in real trouble. Again, I, it's a lot of trouble, I think. And like Matt said, um, it's not like the path gets any easier uh, as they do move on. So, I, you know, the, the game's coming up. Can they pull off um, a, a good run against teams like at Atlanta, um, Liverpool, Tottenham, at Atlanta again, and then City. Yeah, we talked about it last week. They have a huge, rough schedule. Their post, yeah, their post international break is yeah. is rough. They're gonna wish they were still on international break when, <laughs> when they come back. Is that how that works? Can you wish? Can you wish away good or bad fortune? But if you look at the like last couple years, uh, the the team that sits one or two, I mean, if they get especially one. Um, Last year it was six with City. The year before that, Liverpool lost three. Um, if they're looking at being title contenders, 2018-19, uh, four losses. Liverpool actually only lost one that that year. Like, eh, I, I that I, and I we can talk about eighteen and nineteen because that's fun. But um, <laughs> I think City and Liverpool ruined people's perception in a way with that. But though. they, but like, if United's looking to contend with them, Matt, yeah, like, I yeah, mean, yeah, Chelsea, yeah, right. Chelsea's going to be good. And I think they're going to be that good, but like you can't lose that many games. And United's yeah. on a roll to where if things don't start bouncing their way, I mean, to to sit here and have this stretch, I just don't see where it's going to go very well for them. They, I feel like Premier League wise, if they lose two games of those, what like four? Yeah, I think it's and losing two of them could be Liverpool and City. And I think if you lose to both of those teams. And I would put them at three losses if they do. Right. Yeah, and that's already With to an extent you could you could sit there and go that could be six points that those two teams gain on them if they win their respective games and the game against them. That's I don't know, I don't it doesn't look good. I was watching um, after the game between like the seven thirty and ten o'clock games. I was watching a guy who I guess like live streams himself watching the game and then he does like a review and he's just like even some of the most positive United like Twitter people are just, they're, they're, it's rough. They don't, they're like, we're not a serious team. We have all this talent and they just don't do anything with it. I think they do need a new manager. I think, I, I don't think he can survive this year if they don't, if they don't put up a fight um, because what 
why what would be the merit of, of keeping him at that point? He would have had three seasons, I think, at that point, three or four seasons at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at that point, you, you cut your losses and, and move on because there's got to be somebody better than than Olegono Skullscar. Uh, so, um, yeah. let's move to the big match of the weekend. I'm talking Burnley Norwich City finished nil nil. Uh, lots of yellow cards. I mean, makes sense with, you know, Norwich wears yellow, but it was actually Burnley getting a lot of the yellow cards here. Uh, Tarkowski, Chris Wood, Matthew Lowton, uh, Brownhill, Jay Rodriguez. That's all the yellows on Burnley. They had Matthias Norman and Max Ahrens getting yellow cards on Norwich. And yes, that's all there is really to talk about here. Both teams uh, you know, Burnley finished with 56% of the possession of Norwich is 44 as Norwich just continue to not be able to score. But, but the, here's the big thing. They've got a point, Logan. <laughs> they have got a point. They are on their road to, to staying up in the Premier League. They're actually only three points shy of safety. Uh, does this make you feel any better about Norwich? Uh, only in the way that uh, I think when you look at the Premier League, I think it's got some of the weaker teams it's had in a long time as far as – because we talked about this at the beginning of the year. We thought there were quite a few teams that could battle for that bottom spot. Now I think the list is even longer. Um, I think with Watford getting a new coach in, that's been a big issue, um, and they've been a big issue. I do think Crystal Palace has played well, but I'm not sure that can sustain itself. Um, Wolves, if they do stop scoring, they're in trouble um Leeds has looked really bad Southampton's been really bad Burnley's been really bad Newcastle's been really bad so with Norwich grabbing a point then yeah I mean I feel better for them uh, it, because I do think it's going to be while I think the tight title race is going to be at the top with for the big three or four I do think that the bottom five or six this year will stay relatively close to one another just because I, I think three or four points will separate them at the bottom and it'll be a constant struggle with all of them because I do think that you'll get games like this where they just draw games with each other. And then uh, it ends up being where they're all pretty tight at the end of the race. Um, So it could be a really fun relegation battle um, here at the end, but so far so good. I mean, if you look at from 14 down to 20, they've there's six points that separate them. um, And none of them have jumped off the paper as being a team that could out, you know, outlast one another. So I guess we'll see what happens, but so far so good. Matt, your thoughts here is Burnley are also in the relegation zone, but with that draw, they now have three points. They have a whole win if you add up their three draws. Uh, Newcastle's in 19th, but what, what are your thoughts on Burnley and Norwich? I think you're right. I think it was the biggest game of the week. <laughs> Lots at stake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I, it's one of the games. It's a game where three points would have been huge for both of those teams because they're not going to get a lot of opportunities to get three points. Um, so to draw it, I think is almost disappointing in a way for both teams. Um, and let's be real. If there was going to be a winner, it would have been Burnley because Burnley scores goals. Unlike Yeah. And they have experience too with, with, um, with the premier league. I, I don't think it doesn't change my perception really of either teams. I don't, I know it's, it's pretty close down there at the bottom, like Logan said, but I, I mean, even looking at it, I think you have about five teams that you're going to watch. I, th- I think Watford are going to fall in back into it um, just because they seem like a mess. I didn't even know they were having managerial issues, which I know we'll get to. Um, they just – I guess we can talk about it right now. They just signed uh, Claudio Ranieri as their manager. Yeah. 
So I, I've heard, obviously, we know he won with Leicester, but a lot of Watford fans are nervous because I guess with Fulham, he was incredibly poor. Um, Former so Chelsea I, manager too, by the way. Yeah. So it's, a, it was just like, it was a big game in a sense where three points really goes a long way for both of those teams, but drawing it, I think they're in their right spots. <laughs> Looking at the table, they're where they should be. Uh, they're the two, they're two of the lowest scoring teams. I mean, Burnley technically are tied with some other teams like Arsenal and Wolves, you know, some, some lower teams like that. But uh, you know, it, Norwich have two goals scored and they've also tied for the most goals given up. So they're, I'm, I'm calling it. They're done. If they can't beat the team in 19th or 18th, they, they're not going to stay. I mean, it, it's over. I, I will say that right now, October 4th. Matt's Norwich calling it. Norwich is relegated from the Premier League. <laughs> Mines will not even play them the rest of the year. No, I want the three points when they, when they answer. <laughs> Uh, you already faced them like first game of the year too, right? So you already got three points from them. Just, just move them down. Um, <laughs> Southampton is in 17th, and they faced Chelsea this weekend. Chelsea won 3-1. Uh, Trevo Ch- Chaloba scoring in the ninth minute. Timo Werner scored in the 41st but uh, was ruled out for a foul. Thomas Tuchel got on the pitch, I guess. He got a yellow card, so he must have said something. Um, and then we have James Ward-Prowse penalty in the 61st minute to make it 1-1. And at that moment, I was like, man, Chelsea is not going to challenge for crap this year if they can't uh, if they can't beat Southampton in 17th place. James Ward-Prowse then gets uh, – it, it was his 15 minutes of fame here. He gets a <laughs> yellow card changed to red via VAR. And he gets sent off in the 77th minute. Timo Werner scores in the 84th. Ben Chilwell in the 89th. And uh, Chelsea win 3-1. But it was not really an impressive win. Uh, You know, I mean, once they got a man up, they were able to put away. But they had 20 shots to 6, 62% possession to 38% possession. But uh, a little scare there for Chelsea fans, I think, that Southampton was, was holding them pretty well. Uh, all the way up to the 77th minute when War Prowse has to uh, leave the pitch. But any thoughts here, Logan, on either of these two teams? Uh, I just like Chelsea's depth. I mean, I, I forget they've got guys um, like a Ross Barkley. Um, I, I forget they've got guys like uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, um, who both respectively played well for what Barkley was with Villa last year. And then, uh, yeah, I think yeah, so. that sounds right. Uh, Loftus-Cheek was with Fulham. And both of them, Loftus Cheek, I thought he's been impressive the last couple of games that I've watched him play, um, and he had an assist. So I think that again, you add depth, and, and you've already got Mount who didn't play. You've got Pulisic who's not playing. Uh, Jorginho didn't start, so you've got Team Zayek, uh, Havertz, uh, Marcus Alonso, guys that you would think would need to be in a side with uh, what Chelsea has done. But then again, you've got Chalaba, you've got Rudiger who have both been serviceable and really good in this last match. Ben Chilwell finally gets a start here, um, and you see him play well. He scores. Uh, Aspilicueta has been really good, and he's just as solid as ever. Kovacic, really good. So, again, I, I think there's just so much that they can do. And if they go out and add somebody, which they're very well could just for the hell of it, and, and I don't know where exactly you play somebody else, but 
who knows? It's Chelsea. They can find somebody else. Um, Just create a 12th position on the field. I, I think so. <laughs> yeah, like a kind of like a Roy Kent kind of thing. Um, yeah. Maybe they go out and get a good uh, gruff coach or something. I have no idea. It stands there on the sideline next to uh, Tuchel just to, you know, because Tuchel looks like a dad uh, along the clock. You need somebody that's like an enforcer. Um Maybe like a Frank uh, Lampard just standing next to him. John Terry. Yeah, there you go. John Terry would be perfect. No, but I, I again, um, you said it's not impressive, but I think it's just as impressive when they're not playing well to beat a team three to one. So that, that that's where I kind of look at that to see Southampton's not a good team, but Chelsea played one of their worst games of the year and still beat them three to one. So that, that's scary in of itself. Are you scared, Matt? I'm like in the middle of, I think, both of what you guys said. Um, I was watching that game. I, I don't think it was – I don't think Chelsea played poorly. Um, they seem to still have a finishing issue, even with Lukaku. It's weird. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, he's not going to score every game. That's um, that's the problem. But, you know, I, it, it's weird because they, they do have the names in depth, but it's like they're – Something about the Bundesliga players seemed to struggle because I know Werner scored, but he still had moments. He scored of twice. Well, it's this one was ruled out. <laughs> um, Havertz is. I. I mean, like I said, I go on these like Reddit pages, and I, I just like to get a gauge as to like what people are saying. And you know, it, it seems like some of them are still struggling. It sounds like Zayek does he even play? It seems like he's might be the first one that ends up getting kind of sent elsewhere it seems no, like he's, yeah he he's not gonna get much of a I was chance gonna say, i was I, when everyone's healthy i mean also chelsea reddit is not the best but yeah oh none of them are good <laughs> <laughs> none of them are good i could tell you how the liverpool man city reddits were after the game um it was kind of like being on the same reddit page just different um team names but it, they played well um Chilwell had the one mistake with the penalty but honestly i even without the red card, they still should have won. Um, and it, it's one of those unfortunate red cards where Mindy passes it too far. So then Ward Prowse was like going in to get it. And he just was, he was super late. And when they were doing the bar check, I was like, there's no way this isn't a red card. <laughs> um, I was like, there's no way this isn't a red card. Cause he was so late to that. Time. Yeah. And then once that happened, I was like, they're, they're going to score. It's just a matter of time. So I, I was kind of in between. I still think they're one of the, they're they're still one of the top three teams. Uh, I just yeah yeah no it's, it's just uh, they got lucky. Uh, I'll say yeah. they, they got lucky think, with the red that you know that there was a red card around. So maybe I, yeah. that game finishes one one, and then I think they were a little bit lucky about this city uh, Liverpool result here that helps put them in in first. Yeah. I I think because each of the top three teams have their their issues, and to be fair, the city Liverpool game showed both of their issues. Um, but with Chelsea's, it's, I, I guess I just, for a team that has so many attacking options, they play such a defensive formation that sometimes it looks like they are going to struggle to score. And it's weird. I don't feel like they should be struggling to score, but I just, I guess I'm not a big fan of the three at the back with, you know, two wing backs. No, you're definitely I'm never. Um, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it because it feels a lot more defensive, no matter how you want to, people want to go about the wing backs, but you have two midfielders who are generally a little bit more defensive in there too. So it's, it's, I don't sometimes wonder if they have the, the most potential they could get out of their attackers because they're playing that three at the back. I kind of would like to see them go four at the back and like 
put a team out there that has like I don't feel like you can put Pulisic nah. and Mount and Havertz and Lukaku and Werner on the on the same time. But if you could get those five on there, I think they could be they they would score more than Liverpool and Chelsea. I think if they had all those guys on there, they have the talent. Um, uh, there, there's just, a reason why they've only given up three goals, and I think it's because of the uh, because of that system. Because I, I I do think the defense is a little bit of a weaker spot here, so I think I think they do have to kind of compensate. Or yeah. at times. Southampton or that's what Tuchel cool thinks, I guess. Southampton what? aren't good. That's, no, that's no, they're not. So they're going to fight for relegation. Yeah, but in this league, I mean, if you look at right backs and left backs, they don't defend. Like, Joachim for... can't defend. So, I mean, at least they've Kyle got Walker more defenders defend. than most. Kyle Walker, eh, depend the base Matt, on... I think who. you mean they'll, they'll fight for survival. I think fighting for relegation is not something anybody oh, really okay. wants to do. <laughs> Chelsea could if they really got a couple injuries. No, he uh, meant Southampton. No, Southampton. He, he said fight, they'll fight for relegation. No, I think they'll oh. fight to. Uh, I think they'll survive. Relegated. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, know, if you look at their team, I don't know. They could be number one in the championship. They, right? Exactly. They want that trophy. <laughs> you go back down. You come back up. They don't have like um. They don't have a lot of players that would probably get sold due to like wanting to go to a Premier League side. So they would no, much have probably the same they don't have here. a lot of professional players. <laughs> Here's my thing too. Like I know you get a lot of money with Premier League and stuff like that, but I w- I would like to see the calculations as to if you go down and you're still one of the best teams in Championship, do you get a nice little bump? Obviously, you're not getting Premier League money, but like I wonder if it's even they do parachute to... payments. They do parachute okay. payments. So sense. yeah, they would still they would still get something. Okay, they get money sent via parachute. That's amazing, to be honest. Very old school. Yes, very old school. Uh, Leeds beat Watford 1-0, and uh, Diego Lorente scored in the 18th minute to give Leeds the victory. Something we've been waiting for is to see Leeds kind of turn it on and get a win. They they did. This is their first win of the season after three draws and three losses. Uh, they are, you know... Three points away from relegation. So with the way Burnley, Newcastle, and Norwich are playing, they're pretty safe right now. Um, and uh, they'll start, you know, they're only four points off of mid-table. I think they might be okay. Uh, but Watford is a spot above them with seven points, and they fired their manager, and they have now signed Claudio Ranieri. As I said, uh, former uh, – look at his uh, resume. Uh, I mean, he's been everywhere – Nothing's really stuck long for him anywhere, really. But uh, even after his victory, uh, winning the league at Leicester, he did not make it past the next season, I think, or maybe the next two seasons. And then he kind of went around to a few, um, you know, he went to the French League, he went to Fulham, then he went back to the French League, and then he has been kind of all over the place. So we'll see how he does here. I mean, look, I don't know how many times Watford's been able to say that they have a manager that won the Premier League in recent history as their manager. So probably still an okay hire, but we'll see what he actually does. You know, was it, you know, I, we'll see. I have, um, I saw this the day it happened. And I was like hoping I could find it again. Um, it's this is from Reddit. So somebody tweeted out: Watford have changed manager in 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014 three times, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 
2019 three times, 2020 twice, and now 2021. Well, don't they believe in not keeping the same manager? Didn't they do that when they got promoted? They fired their manager. They were like, we believe in like this. I'm pretty sure their thought process is that it gets stale and they don't keep them past a year or a year and a half. Like they just, they go, (laughs) they don't care. They're just like, we're going to keep firing our manager. Keep getting that new manager bump. (laughs) It's just as sour as they're like, fire, get the new manager bump in there. (laughs) We'll be good. I know. I, I they um that's apparently in regards to other teams, Palermo over in Italy have changed their manager thirty one times since twenty eleven. Stable. So I don't know. I, I honestly I couldn't find any like good information regarding what happened with it. It just sounded like the the management, like the board saw it getting bad. And so they just like preemptively were like, okay, we think you're going to continue being awful. So let's get you out. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's a good business model. If that's, if that's true. Here you go. One of their last 12 managers has remained in their job for more than 40 matches in all competitions. It's a little over a season. Who was it? Uh, It doesn't say. You know, Sean Dyke apparently was the first one in this long line of changes. Well, that's what people, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's like people were like, hey, they shouldn't have got rid of them, but they're like, this is what we do. Like, we just, we do it this way. It's not very well known names. Like, I don't recognize like the even the last names. Of, I, maybe if I heard the first names, but Zola, Sanino, Garcia, McKinley, Jokinovic, Sanchez Flores, Mazzari. Silva, Gracia, Mullins, Pearson. I feel like I know that name. Is that Nigel Pearson? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Then Ivich and Munoz. They should have gotten, what's the the old Sheffield manager that is now on Sheriff? Beats Real Madrid. Let's see. I'm just trying to read about it. Um... Uh, yeah, I mean, they've been talking about this article I'm reading is from like 2017. So Watford's policy is to accept managerial shelf life increase is increasingly short. Um, as has been proved by Frank DeBoer's departure from Crystal Palace after four games. Uh, let's see. They think the lifespan is two years. Wow. And they they say over the last five years, the model has worked and we are actually a stable football club. That was in 2017, by the way. Mm. They're stable for two years and then our after the second year, they're stable. And then it it did work for them for a bit. I, I do think now it might be. It's not for Premier League, it might be coming up a little short. I feel like in championship, I feel like championship or even league one or two, I feel like you can have where you struggle for a couple of years because then the, the, the dynamics of the, the league change because then teams become more competitive because they're spending more money, they're having better finishes, they go up and down, like it's relegation and teams change. Like, I mean, the, the 
landscape of championship changes drastically. I mean, you got teams fall way out of championship. Um, whereas like Premier League, if you want to stay in the Premier League, you have to have some kind of consistency, and that's not the way to do it. Not for this league. Well, that's like it feels almost like going back to last week talking about our, is Watford okay with being a top 24 team? Because yeah. it's kind of how you're taking managerial decisions too. Yeah. You know, you see, I know you see it more, I feel like, in other leagues, but you look at, you know, Liverpool have had the same manager since, you know, 2015, 2016. Pep's been with City for a while. It feels like Tuchel could, could possibly be with Chelsea for a while. I don't see a reason why. You don't think <laughs> no Chelsea believe in the Watford model. I think they'll um, they'll get rid of them. Uh, it, I mean, look, this is the they fired Carlo Ancelotti for finishing second before. I mean, I, I can't put anything past past them, unfortunately. Um, but I, it, it, when you're a team like Watford and you do this, it, it's it, to me it feels like you're just basically going, yeah, we're okay if we go up and down because we know we're going to be good enough if we go down to championship that we can just pop back on up and it's kind of down again to they don't have any they have one good player that will probably be sold by the by next summer they sar will be gone um i know liverpool really like him because he's also like best friends with Mane. they play the same position they kind of look at him apparently he's being looked at as like the the successor to him they have similar styles similar paths in terms of how they've played um and where they've played he's the only guy that they would miss, but I don't think he's the reason they wouldn't be able to dominate the championship again. You know, they could pop back down. We could be two years from now. We're probably going to be like, yep, there's Norwich and Watford struggling again, you know, in the premier, (laughs) in the premier league. Um, I don't know. I guess when I saw it, I guess I was shocked because I didn't know that they do that. I never really looked too much into Watford, but I just feel like that's so frustrating. I, I just don't see how as a fan, I guess maybe the fans are okay with it or maybe they hate it, but it's, it just seems like. Go to their subreddit. What do they say? There's not a lot <laughs> when it comes to those teams. <laughs> only the bigger teams actually have like a decent amount. Even Leeds only have like 10,000 people. So it doesn't, doesn't get too chatty over there. Leicester only has like 8,000. Um, it's a very yeah, I feel like a lot of the subreddits are actually filled with people that are not from England all the time. I should like, have asked the guy last night at Horror Nights wearing the watch. Yeah, kit. there you go. Like, <laughs> what is up with this yo-yo manager thing you got going on here? <laughs> They're like, I don't know. I manage him next year, I think. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on. Wolves, uh, another W team uh, who got a W this time. Wolverhampton Ooh. 2, Newcastle 1. He Chan Huang scoring in the 20th minute. Jeff Henrik equalizing for Newcastle. And then He Chan Huang scoring again in the 58th minute to give 2-1 victory to Wolverhampton. In a game that was actually like Newcastle had better XG. They had more shots and they had just slightly less possession than Wolverhampton. But the Wolves uh, put the ball into the back of the net. And now that puts them 12th in a pretty good spot, honestly. And Newcastle in 19th. I think we've all agreed before that I I got we probably got to speed it up a little bit. I, I think we've all agreed before Newcastle's probably not long for this this world at this time, unfortunately. And I think you know Wolves are Wolves. They're probably going to finish mid table. I- I like how Wolves have played. The games mm-hmm. I've watched them, they look honestly to 
I think they should have beat United. They had an issue with finishing, and it sounded like they should have beat Tottenham too. Um, their new managers actually played exciting football compared to what Nuno was very defensive. Um, and it sounds like uh, that he – what was it? He – I don't even – I always forget his name. He Chang Wan. Is it He Chang Wan? I don't know. I know he's from RB Salzburg. Uh, so he's another Red Bull product. Uh, he played with Halan and Minamino, actually, in the, the Salzburg team that was in the Champions League a couple of years ago. And I know that they've been looking for, like, a second guy to Jimenez. So, you know, he's playing well. Jimenez is back. I mean, they're mid-table, solid mid-table team. Yeah, Logan, any thoughts on either of these before we move on to your Seagulls? No, I think you guys have said it all. Newcastle's destined for championship play next year. Yes, uh, uh, Brighton drew with Arsenal nil-nil. And now, like, you saw a Watford guy. I saw an Arsenal guy at Home Depot, and I wanted to go up to him and say, I'm sorry, I know how this is. You know, my dad's a Arsenal fan. Uh, but while it finishes nil-nil, Brighton had 21 shots to Arsenal's eight and had 58% of the possession. Um Look, at the end of the season, how long do we think Arteta is actually going to be? By the end of the year, he's got to be gone, right? Are they going to be happy with right now they're 10th, 11th? Are they going to be happy finishing 11th or 9th this year? Because that would be no improvement from like the last two seasons. I mean, if you look at a team, uh, it it seems like he's just underwhelming as a coach. He doesn't seem very interested. He's got the Frank look to him, too. Um, It's never good to have the Frank look. We should get a T-shirt. You shouldn't look like Frank, because if you look like Frank, you look unenthused. You look like you don't know what you're doing, and I don't think he really knows what he's doing. Uh, I I think they just, again, it's all those Pep guys. They think, okay, if you coached with Pep, you must be smart. This doesn't necessarily mean things. Like He could be a motivator. Like He could be a good motivator for – as an assistant coach where he's working with a couple of the players to get them motivated. I know Raheem liked him a lot um, and maybe he can have Raheem, but uh, I think that it just, just seems like he's just not prepared for the games. It's very much like Ole Gunnar. I just think he's just out of his depths uh, with the Premier League and especially with a team like this because of their storied franchise. It just seems like this is just dragging on and on. And the longer he's in place, the longer it's going to be for Arsenal I think in the years to come, because I think if you prolong the situation, it's only going to get worse with the players currently there. If you get rid of him now, I think you can kind of keep the remnants of some of that team if you needed some of those players. But the longer this goes on, the tensions are going to rise with ownership, and then you're going to have to rebuild and tear everything down again. So I think that the longer this goes on, the worse it is going to be for them. Uh, Matt, any thoughts on Brighton or Arsenal? I'm about to sneeze. I'm sorry. Bless you. Thank you. Um, Bless you. No, I. Not nothing that Logan kind of didn't already cover. I mean, to be honest, Brighton are the better team. Which I don't know what that really makes you want to say about Arsenal, or maybe that's, you know, maybe that's really great for Brighton, or maybe that's really bad for Arsenal, or honestly, maybe it's both. Um, but you know, watching the game, Arsenal, Arsenal are kind of like Manchester United without Bruno and Ronaldo. I also don't know what they're trying to do. I watch it and go, okay, like, where's that guy supposed to go? What, who's this guy supposed to, what's he supposed to do? Where are you getting a goal? Um, 
And so I, I think they're just kind of both in a, a pretty bad limbo where new coaches I, I still think are necessary. Um, and honestly, Brighton look really good. I think Brighton should be finishing in this season. I think they should be finishing top eight. Yeah, they're right around there now. They're sixth place currently <laughs> yeah. with 14 points. They're only two points off first. <laughs> I would sell my soul for a Brighton Premier League win. I, I would totally do that. That would be so <laughs> much fun. Happen. That would be so much fun. It'd be like Lester 2.0, and you know we would all be at the end of the show like, how did that happen? We were, I wouldn't. I'd, I we wouldn't were all it. up on the you know Chelsea, Liverpool, then Man City. What happened? Why Brighton finished first? But uh, that would be fun. Again. I hate. Oh, it. it'll never. It, now I really want it to happen. I just it. It doesn't feel like it could ever happen again with how much money is getting spent these days. A lot of money was spent back then, though. Too. I mean, like that was uh, epic, epic collapse. Crystal Palace drew with Leicester City two two. Not much to really say here. Ian Nacho scoring for Leicester. Jamie Vardy scoring for Leicester. And then the comeback was on after halftime. Michael Olise scoring in the 61st and Jeffrey Slup equalizing in the 72nd minute. Uh, I mean, actually, Crystal Palace finished with more possession as well and better XG. So Lester got out to it early, just couldn't hold on. And, you know, that, that puts them in 13th. They're actually below Arsenal. At this rate, while Crystal Palace is in 14th, so I think Rogers is feeling a little warm. I don't think so. Maybe with the injuries. I I do think winning FA Cup uh, adds to his timetable a little bit. Yeah, I don't think he's in danger this year, but yeah, I was wondering because if this, this is, is a lost struggling. year, which it's feeling like it's a lost year for them. Um, then maybe, maybe if there's no increase next year, yeah, yeah. Well, or maybe at the house. end of the maybe at the end of the season, you know, a job opens up like a Manchester United, and he gets the offer, and he's like, you know what, I think I've done as much as I can with this Leicester team. That's an interesting one. Could you imagine if they fire Ole in a couple of months and say Leicester's struggling? Do you think? Oh, if I'm Brendan Rodgers, I would. Why not? Because, I mean, the contracts are almost guaranteed, I'm pretty sure. If they fire you, they have to buy you out, right? So you'd get a big yeah. pay increase, I think, as a Manchester United manager. Oh, and yeah. the history of the club, and you'd just be like, okay, I can't do any worse than Ole Gunnar Skullscar, I think, right? I think that's what no. Brendan Rodgers would think. With how well he did with Leicester for the last few years, I think he'd think there's no way I can get any worse, so why not? Yeah, why not give it a try? That'd be interesting. If there's any Manchester United fans listening, would you want them? Let us know. I mean, that would be... Because it's like weird, because you'd have to first take up a part of the whole... Clearly, Leicester would probably be like bottom half of the table if this were to happen. So they're clearly struggling. I mean, I don't know. Do you think if... I think he's a better manager than Ole. Yeah, if if they fire Ole at the... Or even like mid mid season and would Brendan Rodgers want to leave anyway maybe I mean you, know, you got to fend might... for yourself at that point yeah you're like this ship is going down i got to jump 
I ain't the captain. Yeah, I ain't going down with it. I was gonna say that makes you sound like a maybe that makes people like Lester. That would obviously leave such a poor taste in their mouth. But like, I don't think he could turn that down. And he's got he's better tactically. Um, his only issue has always been kind of the same as Ole, where he just can't win. I mean, he actually has won the FA Cup, so I guess I can't say it anymore. But like his previous issue was like he couldn't win the clutch game, and he did mm-hmm. finally get the FA Cup. So I. I I could see that happening if if that happens toward you know the early parts of 2022. I mean, I I think he'd probably be a great fit, which I hate saying because I have nothing against Rogers first time mm-hmm. at Liverpool, um, and he seems like a nice guy. I'd hate to see him go there, but he would probably be, he would improve them. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, other than Conte, I can't think of anybody else that might be able to to go over Zinedine there. Zinedine Zidane. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't imagine La Liga, like La Liga, Liga <laughs> coaches coming over is always just kind of feel like it panned out not great. I mean, Pep's the no. rare, rare. I always I think mean, Jose did Bayern. well everywhere. Yeah, but for I, some reason I think of Pep as a Bayern coach. I don't know why. That's probably because you were yeah. really starting to watch that. Because I remember, like in what 2014, when we were going down for our uh, vacation to meet Logan and Rich down there. Mm. Uh, I stayed at your house and it was the MLS versus Bayern Munich um, all-star game. And, and he was manager of Bayern then too. So I feel like that was really only like two years after you had um, started yeah. watching. Right. So I didn't yeah. get into like the world portion of it. I was strictly Premier League for a little bit too. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. We have three more games to talk about. Okay. Tottenham beat Aston Villa two to one. Uh, Hoiberg scoring in the 27th minute, Ali Watkins in the 67th, an own goal from Matt Target giving Spurs the win. Spurs just haven't really been impressive this season. They, I mean, they do find themselves in eighth place, but they have a negative goal differential up there in, in eighth place as well. So, and they just coming off of this three straight losses. Um, we'll see. I mean, that. That is another potential job opening at some point. I'm not sure how long they'll give uh, Nuno, right? But, again, we talked about it last week. He wasn't their first choice, so it might be an easy parting from them if things don't go well. Uh, and then West Ham lose to Brentford 2-1, to one, and Boimo scoring in the 20th minute for Brentford. Jared Bowen scoring in the 80th minute. And then in the 90-plus-4, Wisa scoring for Brentford to give them a huge win that puts them in seventh place. They're only four points. You know what? (laughs) I'd sell my soul again if it's Brentford winning the whole thing after getting promoted. That would be pretty – that would be insane. I'd have to sell all of our souls for that. Okay. Take mine. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Liverpool versus Manchester City. Uh, Sadio Mane taking the lead in the 59th minute. Phil Foden in the 69th minute. Nice. Moha, uh, Mohamed nice. Salah in the 76th minute. And then Kevin De Bruyne in the 81st minute. All the goal scoring in the last 20-some minutes of the game, pretty much. But uh, worked out well for Chelsea. As this puts Chelsea up top, puts Liverpool second, Manchester City third. That's funny. That's how I'd probably rank our hosts, too. Uh, mm. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Logan. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, this I finishes mean. two two. Any any thoughts here? I know, Logan, you were glued to this one uh, in the right. hot, sweaty Hard Rock Stadium <laughs> yeah. that you were in. But uh, Matt, Matt, what's your thoughts on Liverpool City? Fair result? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's a fair result. I think it's a tale of two halves. Um, first half, City downright dominated. Even I was I, – I wanted halftime as a Liverpool fan. And then I think the second half, as a Liverpool fan, you end up a little disappointed to take the lead twice and, and still end up with a draw. But to be fair, I mean – it two of the best teams in Europe going up against each other. You get outplayed for 45 minutes plus, and you still come away with a draw. I mean, that's, that's never a bad result, especially in a season like this. Um, but yeah, both teams played. They're crazy. They're, it's, it's such a fun game to watch when you watch those two teams play. Um, and I think Jurgen and Pep love, I think they love playing against each other. Um, I don't think they have any hatred toward each other. And it, it's crazy to see, just two managers that feel like it's crazy to see two managers who are probably to an extent, you might have the top three European managers all in the same league with the top three teams and possibly they probably have the three best managers, three best squads. It's crazy to watch. Um, And they all have their flaws. Like I said, city, if city had a striker, they win that game easily. Um, You know, and if Liverpool had better depth, you know, with Trent out, James Miller, played really poorly that, that's a that's a big deal um Tiago not playing also probably hurt them because I think to be fair he should be starting over Jordan Henderson and I think that was a huge deal as well um so yeah their flaws both showed but they both played really really well and it was it was a fun game and uh, it's you know both teams on Reddit the the fans were both pretty pissed off <laughs> City fans felt like Liverpool had help from the ref, and Liverpool fans felt like the defense sucked. It was just a whole bunch of, oh, it was a whole bunch of crap going on there. But it, a long season. I don't think I, I again said it before. If you face one of these teams and you draw, I don't think you should be upset at that result. I, I just think if Liverpool, Chelsea, and City, when you go up against each other, I'm expecting a draw in those games. And if a team wins, then I think that's a huge advantage to the team that won. But draws always feel right with these games. All right, Logan, any thoughts on city uh, drawing here? This, like I said, puts them third. I mean, we're all, they're all bunched up They're They're only two points back of the title right now, but just uh, any thoughts here? I mean, I think it's a fair result too, considering City had a hell of a week to, to play soccer with uh, the game that they won against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, uh, the game that they have to go into PSG. They lose 2-0 um, against a pretty good GPSG team. And I think going into Anfield and grabbing a point and looking pretty dominant in the first half, I think that that helps. Phil Foden looks healthy and good. Kevin De Bruyne looks healthy and good. Um, their biggest issue again, and Matt was quick to say it too, City really need a striker, um, which is shocking to hear, I think, at this point, um, just how much they really do need a striker. Uh, and, and I'm not sure Harry Kane's the answer anymore, so I don't really know where you turn at this point. I, I don't know. It doesn't sound like Erling Haaland is destined for Premier League just yet. I think it sounds like he's going to be headed somewhere else. Maybe it'd be Bayern or maybe it'd be La Liga with Real Madrid, it just doesn't feel right, right? It doesn't feel like Haaland's going to be a Premier League player um, coming in. Um, so then I don't know where you turn. He's turned to the kid um, that is playing currently. I think it's in Italy. 
Um, so it, it just doesn't seem like City have an answer. And if they don't, there, there's going to be games where they go through these spells where it just doesn't get guys on the end of the ball um, to the, put the ball in the back of the net. And I think that that was something that as you try to close in a game or close out a game um, for Liverpool against Liverpool, it's just something that you can't do. Um, but, you know, they need somebody that can score a goal like Mo Salah, like that goal that he had. Um, and I know a lot of people have talked about one of the better goals that they've seen in a long time. Just the ability to be able to create and score a goal like that. City really tend to not have that. And Mares every once in a while can do something similar. But it doesn't seem like City any longer have somebody that's going to do something like Mo can do. So, yeah, it, it was a fair result. But still some concerns if you're looking at City um, having one goal in mind. And that's going to be winning the Champions League. All right. Uh, well, let's look ahead to what we have coming up this week. Nothing. We come back on October 16th is when the Premier League comes back. Um, and we will see Watford versus Liverpool, Villa versus Wolves, Leicester versus United, City versus Burnley, Norwich versus Brighton, Southampton versus Leeds, Brentford versus Chelsea. Then on Sunday, we have Everton, West Ham, Newcastle, Tottenham, and then on Monday the 18th, Arsenal, Crystal Palace. Another London Derby. Millionth uh, London Derby of the week. Uh, of, the, of the week, yeah, that too. All right. Well, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on uh, Stop It Show on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Stop It's Time Soccer Show. Facebook's back up by now. Email Stop It's Time Show gmail.com. Or follow us on Instagram if that is up as well as Stop It's Time Soccer Show. And we will catch you all next time. Kane has stolen it to death. That's what he's there for. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show and listen to us recap the English Premier League from our perspective. We'll also be talking some Champions League and any other leagues that impact world soccer.